blood, this is for the tears, this is for my pain and my plight. Two walk in, but only one of us is walking out of here tonight. I'm a survivor. Fighting my life. Come on, let's stronger. I will arrive. I'm a survivor. Fighting my life. What is up, people? This is Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams. The Super Bowl matchup is officially set, so that, among other things that i got to talk about. So, let's get right down to it. I should confess, I wasn't able to watch the games live. And there was good reason for that. You ever have one of those moments where it's just so it's so perfect that you wish you could just freeze it for a little while longer because it was so great. That's last Sunday I had that moment because I got to be in Disneyland with my family, which I I don't think we've all been there at Disneyland for probably 25 years, and that's give or take. But we were there to celebrate my my little nephew's first birthday. And truthfully, there was... Words can't describe how amazing that was. And, And honestly... I wouldn't have missed that for anything in the world. So it was just one of those moments that is truly... It, it's an indescribable feeling, but... I couldn't have been happier to have been there, and it meant it meant the world to me to, me to, to witness that and seeing that kid just looking all around and smiling and just all of us having a good time it's moments like that that truly make life worth living now I did see the highlights and of course looked at the scores for the game after for the games after they took place and I know there's a lot of people that are mad about what took place especially for the Rams Saints game Now, make no mistake about it. That call that should have been made but wasn't, that was a total pass interference. The fact that nobody called that had to be, or is without question, the biggest, most boneheaded call to ever have been made in the history of any sport, much less football. And this is coming from somebody that was rooting for the Rams. But I don't like to consider myself the kind of person that that would blame the outcome of a game in any sport on a bad call from a referee. I mean, you can make an argument. I mean, you want to say that. I mean, you could argue that with this call. But just don't tell me that it's the sole reason 
why the why the Saints lost that game and the Rams advanced. Because the Ram the Saints had the lead for most of that game. And you know what? If if you kept you if you kept the Rams out of the end zone and kept them from scoring, then you wouldn't have this problem. Maybe you scored a few more touchdowns than field goals than you did. But also that you know what? Referees make stupid calls all the time. Not just in football, but in every sport. They miss calls. They call things that shouldn't have been called. They always screw up. And you want to make changes to the rules, that's fine. But just don't tell me that the Rams don't deserve to be to be there, even though they had nothing to do with the referee screwing up that call and not and not calling it like he should have. I mean, hell, there was a face mask on Goff that should have been called, but never did. And regarding the Chiefs and the Patriots, you know what? If the Chiefs didn't wait until the second half to finally get some points on the scoreboard, then we probably would have had a different outcome. And yeah, there was a lot of the roughing the passer calls toward in defense of Brady that were made that shouldn't have been, but... Realistically, the Chiefs have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, they had, they forced overtime for the Patriots, and it took overtime for the Patriots to win that game. And when the Chiefs had the lead and the Patriots took the lead back with like 30 seconds left in the game, most other teams would just roll over and play dead. Kansas City didn't do that. And I think it goes without saying that they definitely have a future, and that future is Patrick Mahomes. The guy, hands down, he's the gunslinger that they've been looking for for so long. And when they picked him over Alex Smith, right now that looks to be a smart decision. Because looking at the stats for both Brady and Mahomes, Mahomes outperformed Brady in that game. And so the Rams and the Patriots will be taking on each other in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you could easily say experience versus inexperience on this one. But I really think that the that people aren't giving the Rams near enough credit. I've heard a couple people say that the Rams are gonna get smoked. I'm not ready to believe that. I mean, how many people gave the Eagles not a chance in hell against the Patriots last year? And what happened? The Eagles outplayed the Patriots. <laughs> they, Nick Foles and, and Coach Peterson just owned the Patriots in that game. So who's to say that Sean McVay and Jared Goff can't do the same? or at, at the very least, put up a fight. And, you know, I've never, I haven't missed a Super Bowl in years. I enjoy that game. There's only been a couple times where I haven't enjoyed it. It's got nothing to do with the team that I'm not rooting for winning, and more to do with if the game just doesn't entertain me. 
when it was Baltimore versus New York years ago. I forget which one it was, but it was a low-scoring, purely defensive game because Baltimore had no real offense and the Giants stunk out loud. That was a horrible Super Bowl to me. And while, yeah, John Gruden led the Tampa Bay Bucks to a victory in the Super Bowl and just stomped the Raiders into the ground, while I was happy for John Gruden, I couldn't really take any satisfaction of it because I think one of the worst times or one of the worst things to watch in a Super Bowl is when it's a complete blowout. I mean, you don't want to see a team go to the Super Bowl and then just get pulverized in it. Nobody should want that. Not even if the team they're rooting for is the one dishing out the butt whipping. But, you know, and of course there's the story that the in New Orleans, the bars are, in New Orleans are going to show the 2010 Super Bowl and not this Super Bowl. Look, I get, look, I'm not going to say they don't have a right to be mad, but to go that far just seems kind of petty to me. But the other thing is I guarantee you, if you're hoping this hurts the Super Bowl and the ratings by doing that, it won't. And I know some people are saying they don't want to watch the Super Bowl because the Patriots are in there. Again, it's not going to make any kind of a ripple in the ratings, so if that's what you were hoping for, you're going to be disappointed with that. So I'm sorry to tell you, but that's just the way it is. Other sports news is that the Golden State Warriors once again declined um, their invite to the White House. So they paid a visit to Barack Obama again. You know, I'm always going to be a Lakers fan first and foremost for, for basketball. I got to love that, that by Golden State. And seeing Obama posing with the team and holding up a Golden State jersey with, with his name on it, that is a hell of a sight. And jumping back to football for just a brief moment, the other thing that bugged me about how people reacted after the two games is that never in the history of the NFL have both conference title games gone into overtime. But yet, all anybody could talk about was not the Super Bowl being set or how historic a moment that was. It was the referee calls. That was the first time where I felt like I couldn't watch ESPN for a couple days because that's all anybody could moan and groan about. And there was even talk briefly about have a rematch between the Rams and the Saints even though that may be within the power of the commissioner of the NFL, that was never going to happen. Roger Goodell was never going to let that happen, and even if it, you circle all the way back to when Paul Tagliabue was, was the commissioner, he would never go with it either. I mean, set aside the costs of flying the team, like the visiting team in, trying to get the... rent out the stadium for it, getting all the ticket holders back in there. Set aside all of that. Do you have any idea how critical that would be? 
it would basically be opening Pandora's box. Because if you do that, then you're just going to have every team demand a do-over. And that's not how it works in the NFL. You play the game, you win, you lose. End of story. You don't get another chance to do over the game just because you don't like the outcome. So, bottom line, watch the Super Bowl or don't. It's entirely your choice. But, you know, if I was that kind of person and said because the Patriots weren't in, were in the game last year, I wasn't going to watch it, then I would have missed the Eagles making history. So... I may not like the Patriots being in the game, but I'm still going to watch it regardless. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. Gonna Got a little message from my good friend Brian Waters. So we'll be right back after this. People, don't go anywhere. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brian H. Waters, host of The Wrestling Room. And you are getting the raw, unfiltered opinion of Sean Williams. Now back. Variety Bites. And we're back. Big thank you to my good buddy Brian H. Waters. Make sure you check out Break It Down with Brian H. on Spotify, on iTunes, Anchor, and on Podbean and SoundCloud. Just about wherever else you can get, uh, you can find podcasts. And it's definitely amongst one of my favorites to listen to for Wrestling Talk. And he's been a good buddy of mine for a good couple of for some time now. And, of course, make sure, make sure you check out him and another good friend of mine, Dwayne Allen, on The Wrestling Realm, which you can find on YouTube and on Facebook. Now, that being said, going to switch shifts, going, going to the movies. So, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, who's directed a bunch of movies, including Ghostbusters, the original one. Well, original two, I should say. Jason Reitman is putting together a a new um, Ghostbusters movie. And no, it's completely disregarding the all-female one that we had about a year or two ago. And um, it will have the remaining members of the original group, minus Her- the, late, the late great Harold Ramis, unfortunately. But this will kind of be a passing of the torch to the new new recruits. And yeah, there are still some people who aren't happy about that. But there are some that were saying that, you know, this was what we wanted to begin with when they made another Ghostbusters movie. And of course, one of the stars, well, one of the stars from the all-female one, Leslie Jones, wasn't too thrilled about it. Even went as far as to say, pretending that the one that she was in didn't happen, how very Trump-like. Okay, first off, do you really want to go that far? Isn't it bad enough that he's on every... that every tweet that he does is being talked about? But now you have to compare just because a movie is being made that you don't agree with, that somehow it's got to be him? Look, I saw the all-female Ghostbusters movie. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't think it was that great, and as far as Leslie Jones goes, she basically just does the same character she does on Saturday Night Live, and probably was the most irritating thing in the movie. And 
you know what? They had a sequel lined up for that movie. But because of the poor performance in the box office, they scrapped it. So you know what? Maybe if the movie was actually good, maybe she would have got... Maybe her and the cast would have gotten a sequel. But as, as I said, the majority of the people that were loyal to the original two Ghostbusters movies, a passing of the torch thing is what they wanted. That was what they wanted in a third Ghostbusters movie, and that's not what we got. They didn't need, a, they didn't need or want a reboot. So as, far, so, as far as I'm concerned, you know what? I know the old saying goes is you can't please everybody. But to Leslie Jones, using that analogy to, descri to describe this Ghostbusters, or this Ghostbusters movie to the one she was in, shut up! And found out some other news that regarding the Batwoman uh, pilot, which, I gotta say, from this casting move, color me intrigued. There have been three major cast roles that were cast for the, for the pilot. One of which is Megan Tandy from, from MTV's Teen Wolf, playing the role of Sophie Moore, who is a, as, as it describes here, a military academy graduate who's now a high-level private security agent, which is a spot she's earned after rising from the ranks. She's also one of Gotham's most ardent protectors and is described as having bite and a regimented outlook and pro proving that there are two, always two sides to a person. Sophie has a softer one which is brought to life by the return of Kate Kane. And though um, fans of Teen Wolf will recall that Tandy uh, played the the mercenary Brayden, and and starred in multiple seasons of of Teen Wolf, and she was also in the sec in the second season of the Lifetime series Unreal. Another cast cast announcement is Camerus Camerus Johnson from Luke Cage. He'll be playing the role of Luke Fox, who. Yes, by that last name, he is the son of Lucius Fox, who was the Wayne Enterprises, um, well, basically Bruce Wayne's right-hand man at Wayne Enterprises. And, and that basically Luke Fox, his, his role in the movie is that he is basically taken on the role of being the guardian of all things that are Batman. And at the same time, recognize, he recognizes the need that with Batman gone, Gotham needs a new hero. And the last cast announcement is that Nicole Kang from, from the series You will be playing Mary Hamilton, the stepsister of Kate Kane. Which described Mary is described to be excitable and talkative, 
and also described as a influencer in the making. And she's also described as the total opposite of Kate Kane. But what they have in common is they have both they both have a compassion for the undeserved communities in Gotham City. And sounds like some a kind of connection that both the character Mary and Batwoman can actually find some common ground. So, yeah. You know what? Just with those casting moves alone, I am definitely intrigued by what that what the pilot will have. And I really hope it becomes a series because you know what? After seeing uh, Ruby Rose in action as Batwoman, you definitely kind of get a feel that she will she was putting everything into making that role work. And I think she silenced a lot of doubters. A lot of people that questioned her being the right the right role for it. Just as long as we get some crossover between her and Supergirl, because seeing those two as a duo, I'm all in favor of that. Because I like the interactions between the two during the Elseworlds crossover. Alright, and one movie that came out this past week was Glass. And yeah, it was number one in the box office. And thus far, most critics that I've heard talk about it haven't exactly been too favorable about it. Given Unbreakable wasn't exactly a critic's favorite either when that came out. But there, one comment that I've seen that was said about it was, quote, glass half full. Ouch. And what I've been hearing, though, is that um, a couple of things that even though the title of the movie centers on Samuel Jackson's character, he really doesn't do much of anything. Bruce Willis is pretty much useless in this movie, and that the one saving grace is that James McAvoy still finds a way to knock it out of the park as the same character from Split, and just is fantastic in that role. But anybody that was expecting that the, there could be a sequel to this movie, you yeah, might want to think again. I mean, for those that saw Scream 3, which kind of explained the trilogy rules, it basically goes by the trilogy guidelines and tries to wrap things up with the third installment. But... um I still haven't seen it yet, but, you know, I'm skeptic on it if, I, if I'm going to. As I've said before, apart from Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, and Signs, and Split if you have to add a fourth one, I haven't really liked many others of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. I, even though I've disagreed with people over this, I really didn't like uh, The Village. I hated The Happening. And please do not get me started on The Last Airbender. I also didn't like Lady in the Water and the movie Devil. I can't really count because he didn't direct it. But here's to see what happens. And the Lakers... On to back to basketball for a moment. Lakers seem to be kind of up and down as of late. 
LeBron is still out, which that's definitely not good. Kuzma is one guy who's just been a beast. And unfortunately, we are without Lonzo Ball, even though for the most part, I don't think it's a presence that's really missed. He does. You have some Laker fans that are already calling him a bust. But Lonzo has a grade three ankle sprain, and he'll be out for four to six weeks. Now, in the times when they're good, we can. Um, the Lakers have been able to hold their own. Of course, I'd rather. I want to see Rondo back, and I want to see LeBron back so they can be a definite force. But as I've said time in and time out, this is the best that the Lakers have been in years. It's progress. And somebody was asking me, do I think Luke Walton is going to still be coaching next season. Look, of all the problems that the Lakers are having right now, and I know everyone will say, hey, they got to pin it on somebody. Somebody's got to be the fall guy. Luke Walton is not the problem. You cannot expect so much, with how much reshuffling they did and new, new talent and new names they acquired, you can't expect him to work a miracle here. They're getting better. And I know it's a, it's a far-fetched concept for Laker fans, but you have to be patient. And lastly, so the Oscars are pretty much set, and they will not have a host for it. And um, I'm curious to see what kind of show we'll get if they're not going to have a host and probably no monologue. Well... They'll probably throw something together, probably with guests on, with people that are in attendance. But I sincerely doubt we're going to get anything like a monologue or anything. You know, I feel bad for most of the people that that get that job. Because to a degree, it is a thankless job. And usually, when it comes to the Oscars or the Golden Globes... You don't get any real praise for it. In fact, the only thing that's talked about when you host that that show is what a terrible job you did. I mean, Anne Hathaway and James Franco, which was just a bad combination, but they still get flack for that. Or Franco does, at least. Seth MacFarlane, you know what? I just feel like he's one of those guys that everybody seems to be out to get. But I liked the job that he did when he hosted but I doubt if they're ever going to ask him to do that again. Jimmy Kimmel's always bu- busy with the talk show, but I liked the job he did when he hosted. So who's to say what kind of show we're going to get? And while I don't expect Black Panther to get uh, to win Best Picture, the fact that it's nominated is still huge in itself. And with that said, let me just say, and I know Chadwick Boseman is getting sick of the phrase, but you debuted it in the movie, and trust me, it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So, once again, Wakanda forever. And some people think that Bradley Cooper should have gotten a nod for Best Director. He's already got a producer nomination as well as the acting category. And you know what? 
I'm sure he'll end up walking away with something. Just like I am, I'm sure Lady Gaga is not going to get Best Actress for, for A Star Is Born, but I'm sure she'll most likely get Best Song from that movie. Which I'll be okay with. Her having an Oscar at all, to me, it, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. And Into the Spider-Verse is pro- most likely going to get the Best Animated Movie. Which is kind of surprising, considering that usually it's a Disney or Disney Pixar movie that walks away with that one. And I know a lot of people liked Into the Spider-Verse. I just couldn't get into it. And I've said this, sometimes animation is hit or miss for me. And I really felt like I was getting a headache watching that final battle. But as far as, uh, well, the SAG Awards are coming up, and usually if you win a Golden Globe and you win a SAG Award, you're most likely a shoe-in to get the Academy Award. Although to this day, there are still some people I feel like got, got snubbed for, for getting an Oscar. I still, stay, I still think Sylvester Stallone should have gotten one for a Creed. But who, who knows how the Academy works. And anyway, we're going to wrap things up tonight. I want to thank you guys for listening. Of course, next week is Super Bowl, so I'll be saving doing the show for after the Super Bowl takes place. You can follow me on Facebook, uh, or find my group on Facebook, Variety Bites. Follow me on Twitter, at Prime 81 And until next time, this has been Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and I'm out of here.